let me uh, just, uh, we're continuing our series on, uh, uh, you know, what happened. And uh, just want to encourage you today, we're, uh, we're going old school again. We're just going to look in our Bibles. And uh, hey, get some lights up for me. Thanks. Um, I want people to see how good I look this morning. I dressed up for them. Uh, go sit down, Wacey. Your time's done. No, I'm just kidding. All right. We're uh, dealing with uh, this whole thing about what happened. What happened to uh, my dreams we talked about last week? What happened to uh, all these different things that at times I think to myself, man, what happened? What happened to, what happened to my life? What happened to, you know, I used to be, well, I wasn't always skinny, but I used to be skinny. And what happened? Well, uh, today we're talking about what happened to my kindness. Uh, what happened to my heart? Um, and I, I want you to know, um, it, it's amazing that most of these messages, or really all of them, each of them have come out of, just out of the overflow of what I deal with. Because if you don't realize that even though I'm your pastor, I can still be unkind. I can, I can be like you and say things or think things, be driving down the road and somebody does something. And I think to myself, I hope you get a ticket. But then right after that, I'm quickly going, no, I don't Lord, because I'll get one too. So let's not, I'll take that back. But I do have those moments where I don't want to be kind. I want to be really fleshly and just say, hey, you know, I, let's, let's just, uh, you know, Let's just be honest out there. But then if we were all just really honest, and it'd be a meaner place than it, uh, than it is today. And so even today's message, it's, it's really weird that every week that I do a certain uh, what happened, I've had to deal with it. Even, even though it came out of me having to deal with it in the past. But it's like that the Lord just put that on my, on my heart and said, okay, I'm going to put you through what you're about to do. Because there were some things this week that I just didn't want to be kind you know? And y'all know that. If you, y'all turn down your little halo. Hey, could somebody turn on the house lights for me? That would help me. I can't see anybody. That'd be great. Um, so what I, what I want you to know is that uh, the ones all the way to the right. There you go. Yeah, there you go. One more. There you go. Thank you. I like to be able to see y'all. So uh, anyway, uh, there are things that that we go through that honestly we don't we don't want to be uh, that nice and so this week I had some of those so what I want to talk about is what happened to your heart what happened to your kindness because there may have been a time you go you know I used to be a lot more positive than I am now I think the older you get you really do become a little cynical about things uh, if your jobs certain jobs that you go oh hey how you doing but you're thinking in your mind I know what you're up to right? If you look at somebody, you're quickly to judge them, you know, by their looks, especially when we get older, we go, okay, that's just weird. We never went through that. But if, you know, we really did, it was just, you know, people thought bell bottoms were weird and long hair was weird. And then now we think, you know, uh, all these beards are weird, you know, <laughs> no, uh, all these different things that are going, that going on, we, we judge very quickly. Let me set this up for you because we're going to jump in a lot of different places. So if you want to get your Bibles or if you want to get your phones or whatever you use to look at the Bible, we are going to be looking in Romans chapter one and two, and we're also going to be looking at Galatians chapter 6. And then we'll jump around and give uh, some real, uh, some other verses that I think will help us. Um, so you got to remember that uh, as Paul, when Paul came to know Christ and God called him into this ministry, he was on this little ladder of religious, uh, this religious ladder of moving up. 
uh, into this Jewish sect of of, of how they would how they would uh, take care of making the make sure the law was carried out, uh, making sure that anybody uh, all Jews were a part of the process of what they believed. Now remember, Jews and, and you know we're all big boys and girls here, and we if you grew up in the church, you understand Jewish history. You'll understand that God, those were God's people. God called the Jews, and so uh, as they were calling the Jews out, there were certain things that had to happen that were set up, and one of them was circumcision. And that's just a, it was just something that the Jewish people they said, hey, this is a part of what you do as a Jew. So then all of a sudden, Christ comes along, takes all the prof- prophecy, brings it together, gives it to the disciples, gives it to the people, and say, I am Jesus, and, uh, and I am the one that's fulfilling all these prophecies. And all of a sudden, anybody, anybody, doesn't matter if it's a Jew or a Gentile, uh, a Gentile is anybody else. It could have been a, a, a Greek. And a lot of these families that we're talking about in Romans were Greeks. And so out of this Greek heritage, they didn't have circumcision. They were never attached to God. They didn't think about God. They were worshiping idols. They were worshiping other things. So all of a sudden, some of these Greeks, uh, they, get, they get saved. They understand that Christ is the only way, but they're still living in both lives. So the Jews are over here going, you know, even though you're a Christian, uh, you need to be circumcised. And so it caused this rift between Jews and Gentiles. Everybody got that? And in Romans chapter 1 and 2, he begins to, he begins to write and say, hey, listen, guys, we know, if, uh, somebody told me they were trying to read through Romans as, a, as trying to grow in the Lord. And I said, oh, don't read through Romans yet, because the first eight chapters are going to beat the heck out of you. You'll, you'll, you'll learn about the wrath of God, how bad it was for us. Get past that. Read John. <laughs> you know, there's more love there. But at the same time, uh, uh, when these Jews and these Gentiles were arguing, the Jews, Christian Jews, were saying, listen, you guys need to do this circumcision thing. And then they began to put other things on them. And then they began to judge them for everything they did. Everything. Because remember, as a Gentile, if you got saved and then you were invited to go to a synagogue, or you were invited to go to a church or a house church, You may have been, now watch this, you may have on your way to the church house, as a new believer, as a Gentile, you may have stopped by uh, one of these uh, places where idol worship is because you have crops and paid homage to that. And then you said, okay, I'm going to go, I'm going to go to this Christian group, you know, Uh, and that's what was happening. And so the Jewish Christians were judging, the Jewish Christians were judging uh, these Gentiles really bad. So in Romans chapter um, chapter 2 or chapter 1 uh, in verse 18, you can read this to me, chapter 1 verse 18 it says, uh, for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness. You need to understand what he was saying was there are those who are righteous because they know Christ and those who are unrighteous. Both of them, and it's true, both of us, we are capable of suppressing truth due to how we act. We we are very, very capable 
of suppressing truth, even as a believer. I see it all the time. It says, uh, because that which is known about God is evident within them, for God made it evident in them. That's when some people say, hey, you know, what about those who never hear, the, hear about the Lord? It is evident in people that there is a higher power, and they will soon begin to understand who that higher power is based on who they meet, based on how you act as a Christian, and based on how you, re- you ve- reveal who Christ is in you. If you're with me, say, oh yeah. And so there's unrighteousness. We're all capable of doing this. And then it says, because that's which is known about God is evident within them. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes, his eternal power, his divine nature have been clearly seen, being misunderstood, being understood through what has been made so that they are without excuse. So that each person will be without excuse when they get to heaven. Or if they don't go to heaven, then they won't have an excuse to say, Well, God, you made me go to hell. Well, God, you didn't choose me. No, that will not be an excuse. Lord, you didn't send anybody to me. That will not be an excuse. Everything around us points to who God is. And so I want to encourage you that for those of you who who grapple with this thing, well, why would God let these things happen? Or why would God allow all the bad in the earth? That's just human nature. Go read Genesis again. But what he's saying is through the badness, there is goodness that God is revealing through other people, through nature, and even through our hearts that want to hold on. So when you find yourself being negative and you go, but, but I just, I, I'm going to stick with it. That's God's nature in you as a believer saying, don't give up. I am good. My creation went bad. But I'm still evident to them. And then it says this. It says, uh, uh, for even though they knew God, he's talking about the Jews. He's talking about The Gentiles, he said, even though they knew God, look, they did not honor him as God or give thanks, but they became frugal in their speculations and their foolish heart was darkened. So I say today, what happened to your heart? As a Christian, that can be you. That can be me. That our hearts can be darkened. They can be, look, listen, I don't know how you're, have you ever had a dark dark heart? I've been in ministry for 30, 35 years now. There are times that, my fruitful, fruitful thinking is it, 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 just not good. It's, it's fruitful. It's, it's, it's not good. My heart was darkened by my, my flesh, my arrogance, my pride, my anger. And our hearts are all capable of being darkened even in the midst of truth. And what Paul is saying here, here is when you judge people, you're judging yourself. And we need to be very, very careful. He was saying, listen, if you're going to take these Christian Gentiles and talk about how bad they are, you're pointing right right to yourself. And so as believers, we are called to be kind at all costs. Now watch this. I'm going to show this to you. Like it says, for even though they knew God, they did, they did not honor him, honor him as God or give thanks, but they become frugal in their speculations and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing to be wise, they became fools. Professing to be wise, they became fools. Look, and exchanged the glory of an incorruptible God for an image in the form of corruptible man and of birth 
birds and their four-footed animals and crawling creatures. Therefore, God gave them over in their lust and their hearts to impurity so that their bodies would be uh, dishonored among them. For they exchanged the truth of God for a lie. And they worshiped uh, and served the creature rather than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. Look at 26. For this reason, God gave them over to their depraving, degrading passions. For their women exchanged a natural function for that which is unnatural. And in the same way, also the men abandoned the natural function of women and, and burned in their desire toward one another. Men with men committing indecent acts and perceiving in their own persons the due penalty of that era. Guys, that's what's happening today, but it was happening way back then. World hadn't changed. People are still good and people are still bad. And look, it says, it says, uh, being filled with honor righteousness, um, the wickedness, greed, evil, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, malice, they are gossips. Slanders, uh, haters of God, insolent, arrogant, boastful, inventors of evil, and disobedient to parents. Without understanding. Watch, now, look at these three words. Untrustworthy, unloving, and unmerciful. Did you know all of us as believers in Christ can be those three things? We can be untrustworthy, untrusting. We can be unmerciful. And listen, we can be unloving. So I'm asking you today, where's your heart? Did the divorce cause your heart to become hardened? There are some bad men out there that do, they do not know how to treat women. They do not. They don't even know how to treat their kids. I mean, they are, they are bad people. They're very selfish. I've met them, right? And honestly, I've told women, you married a man that thought he was saved or was saved and has left the gospel. And so, you know, you might want to move on because they've already had three affairs on you. I mean, move on. You have the, the biblical grounds for that. And people say, well, you should always, God hates divorce. You know what? God hates pornography and God hates a lot of things. And God, But we always stick and say, well, what about the divorce people? But your heart may become darkened because of divorce. Your heart may have become darkened and, and because of what you went through at your job, right? Or because of something you experienced with some friendships. And your heart became darkened and you, you just don't trust anymore. You just are ready to give up on people. And everyone around you that comes into your life, uh, you always have that negative thought of, they're going to hurt me. They're going to burn me. They're going to do me wrong. I'm safe in my bubble. But the bubble that you're in, the sad thing is no one's in it. And you've darkened your heart to God. So you know what you're in? You're in depression. You're in darkness. And you've become unloving. You've become unmerciful. Right? Let me tell you something. Not all men are bad, ladies, whatever you've been through. And ladies and men, not all women are bad. We can't lump all men. And I do that. As a fatherless kid... I've told y'all before, as a fatherless kid, anybody that is a father figure to me, I'm very cautious of. I would rather have conversations with women than I would men. Because that's what I grew up with. You see what I'm saying? But my heart can be darkened toward men if I'm not careful. What? 
is your, how is your heart being darkened because of what you've experienced? And here's what he said. I want you to know this. He said, God said, I gave. And some of those people were Jewish Christians and some of those people were Gentile Christians. And he said, there comes a point where I'm going to give them over to that and let them do what they want. But the moment they call on me, I'm going to be there. But I'm going to let them have it. And, and, and God doesn't, the vengeance doesn't have to come on somebody like that. They put it all on themselves. Does that make sense? Why is this happening to me? A lot of people say, why is God allowing this to happen to me? But if you go back and you just do a little bit of study, most of the time God had nothing to do with it. You put yourself there because of your negative spirit, because of your, 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 your uh, painting pictures in your mind that aren't real. You know what I'm talking about? Where you think, well, this is what's happened in the background, but you don't know what's happening in the background. Where you look at somebody, and I'm, I'm guilty of it. Where I look at somebody who waits on me, and they're just rude and short, and I'm thinking, boy, they're not very nice. They do not need to be working in the public. You ever thought that? No, you haven't thought that, have you? And sometimes I want to be mean and go, okay, what did I do to you today? But I don't. I just say, hey, I do. I stop people and I go, hey, and they go, yes. And I'll go, I hope you have a great day. I know this is a hard job dealing with public. And you can see their shoulders fall and they go, thank you. Somebody actually noticed that what I do is difficult, right? We are so, even as Christians, we are so unloving. We are so unmerciful. And that's what he said. I'll give you over to it if you want. Now, look, it says this. And although they know the ordinance of God, that those who practice such things are worthy of death, they not only do the same, but also give hearty approval to those who practice them. There are some of us uh, that actually jump on hatred for somebody else that's taking on other people's offense. And you need to stop that. If they didn't offend you, the person they offended needs to deal with it. Right? Because you're hearing a biased. It's not unbiased. You're hearing a biased. Then it says this. Therefore, have no, therefore, you have no excuse, every one of you who passes judgment. For in that which you judge another, you condemn yourself. For you who judge practice the same things. He was talking to the Jews. You're practicing the same things. So I want you to learn this. That kindness, not practice, puts your life in jeopardy. That's what Paul was trying to say. When you, when you don't practice this way of life, you put your life in jeopardy. Right? You all of a sudden put your life in jeopardy because you say underneath your breath, well, I agree with him, but I'm not going to say anything. You ever done that? Yeah. Well, I'm not going to say anything, but... Well, you just said something. Well, don't ask me or don't tell anybody else I told you this, but I believe... We, we go dark very quickly. I've told you before. Somebody says, man, I love Casole. And somebody says, Ugh! I did not ask for your opinion of what I like. Right? But we immediately go dark, don't we? We immediately, somebody says, oh, I love that car. Oh, not me. And they describe everything they don't like about it. You're going, I didn't ask you for that. I'm going to buy it. Not you. And then you want to go, okay, well, when, I, when, when, uh, when we go on our little trips to Houston, you're going to drive and you're going to use your gas because you ain't riding my car because you don't like it. Right? Because see what happens? When we become negative and unkind, we put our hearts in jeopardy. I do the same thing. The closest person to me is my wife. 
closest, besides Jesus. She doesn't know everything about me, but Jesus knows everything, right? But she knows pretty much everything, just pretty close. And sometimes she's the only one that my mind will come out in my mouth. Do y'all understand, those of you who are married? You know you never said out loud. And she is my, we're, she's my moral compass sometimes. Well, do you have a moral compass in your life? For, say, I'm going to talk to somebody about this, and I'm going to tell them how I really feel and what I really want to say, and then I'm not going to say it, but I need somebody to share it with. You need that person. Somebody who's not going to say, oh, I won't say a thing, and say, oh, my gosh, Pat went off the other day. He blew a gasket, right? I'd rather blow somebody who's close to me who really knows that I love Christ even though I make mistakes. Are you all with me? What happened to our kindness even in America. Man, we get on Facebook. Talk about all this thing. I'm going, oh my gosh. And I love the ones that say, I really don't want to hear any. I, I, I really don't want to hear any responses. I'm not going to recall to them. I really don't care what you say. Here's what I think. You know, sometimes I wish we would go back to the original way we used to do things in the U.S. And put a box in the middle of the square. And you have to be man. Man enough or woman enough to stand on that square and say what you want and then get off the box and be quiet. I want to write a book that just says, I know, I really do. It'd be a great book. I told my, I said, I want to write a book that says, uh, vote and shut up. <laughs> now, I know some of you don't, you're not kids, you're not supposed to say shut up. I made a mistake. But here's the thing. Just keep things to yourself. Don't be negative. It doesn't help, Right? It doesn't help. Look, because you put yourself in jeopardy. Look what it says. Look in, verse, uh, um, look in verse 2. And we know that this judgment of God rightly falls upon those who practice such things. In other words, judgment will come upon you. I always tell people, when all of a sudden somebody does something unkind to you, is doesn't have a heart toward you, just be quiet. God will have his own judgment on them. It will come back and bite them. And when it does, you don't need to, you don't need to text them, like sometimes I want to, and say, See? Have a great day. That's not, that's not what God wants, right? That puts your heart, heart in jeopardy again. I'm telling you, we, we as Christians sometimes, and not here, I'm just saying, we become unkind. We become unloving. We become unmerciful to people who make mistakes in the world who don't know Christ and those who do know Christ, right? So, what he says here, look at, look at verse 4, or verse 3. But do you suppose this, O oh man, when you pass judgment on those who practice such things and do the same yourself, that you will escape the judgment of God? Watch this. Look at this. Don't lose this next verse. Or do you think lightly of the riches of his kindness and his tolerance and his patience? So you go, why do I have to be kind? Why do I have to be tolerant toward people who don't know him? Well, number, number one, their hearts are darkened. Why do I have to be kind and tolerant to those who are in the church who are judging me? You know why? Because that's what God wants you to do. That's what he's asked of you. And when he asks something of us as his children, we ought to follow it. That's what's happening. We've become unkind to even people within the church and unkind to a lost world that doesn't know him. 
We say things to, about people at our work or in our family, and we, under our breath, or to family members, we say, that person's an idiot. They have no clue. And you get mad at them. That means you didn't have the tolerance of God and you didn't have the kindness of God. Are you with me? So I don't want you to walk away feeling guilty today. I want you to walk away going, is that me? And when that becomes you, that you lose your kindness, that you lose your heart, which I'm very capable of, that is not the heart of God. There are a lot of bad people in the world. There are a lot of people who uh, hurt others. But if we go to that point, we're no better than they are. God wants us to be tolerant with those who are dealing with gender, gender issues. I can look at somebody and have and say, well, I disagree with your thinking. I think this is what God wants. I believe by scripture, which is how I get my moral line. But I will love you no matter what. Right? I know that you had an affair. I know that you've had two. But I want you to know God has better for you. I know that this person has hurt you. I know it, but I want you to know you cannot go dark. What happened to our hearts? What happened to our kindness? Look, it just described God. Or do you think lightly of the riches of his kindness, his tolerance, and his patience? Not knowing that kindness, the kindness of God, leads you to repentance. Isn't that a cool verse? So when we are kind to those who are rude to us and we are kind to those who, uh, who say things about us and we are kind to those who don't live the way that we want them to live and we were kind to those who are on this journey but not quite to the point where they truly understand what Christianity is. Watch this. That they still do things that the Gentiles do, that they'll come to church at Carpenter's Way or somewhere else, but on the way they'll stop and you know, still get drunk on Friday and Saturday and just do things that are wrong, but still come in. And we, we as Christians sometimes say, I don't know what they're doing here. I say, come in here if you're drunk. Come in here if you're lost. Come in here if you are mad at the world. It's the best place for us to be. And we will be a kind. We will not give up our line of the things that we believe in, but we will be kind when you walk in will be tolerant as you begin to learn more about Christ, right? And we, we will be loving and merciful the way our Father is with us. What happened to our kindness? Let me tell you, the closer you are, the more I open up and tell my wife about things I'm struggling with when it comes to my unkind heart, the more she pushes me to the Father, the way I should be thinking, the way I should be processing this information. And then I begin searching, and the more I search, the calmer I become, the calmer I become, the kinder I become, the more loving, the more tolerant. Right? So this week, as you struggle with this, you know, I want to encourage you to be kind. Now go to Galatians real quick. I'm going to let out. Got plenty of time. Well... Two minutes, I'll be able to get it done. 
In chapter 6 of Galatians, uh, really beforehand in, in, in chapter 5, verse 22, it talks about the fruits of the Spirit. One of the fruits of the Spirit is joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, uh, 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 faithfulness, gentleness, gentleness, self-control. But then after that, in verse 6, if you were with me nine years ago at this church and you wrote something in your Bible, it's probably going to be in there. Because it says, brethren, verse 6, one, brethren, if anyone you is caught in a trespass, you who are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of gentleness, each one looking to yourself so that you too will not be tempted. Look, bear one another's burdens and thereby fulfill the law of Christ. For if anyone thinks he is something when he is nothing, well, he deceives himself. But each one must examine his own work and then he will have reason for boasting in regard to himself alone and not in regard to another. For each one will bear his own load, the one who is taught the word to share all good things with one who teaches him. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, this he will reap. It will come back on you. The world calls it karma. God calls it the consequences of your action. And there are three things that we as believers must do. I want you to notice this. First of all, if somebody falls, if somebody is in the church and makes a mistake, we usually push him out. And I want to tell you something. Carpenter's Way, I make no bones of it. Carpenter's Way have gotten many people who are pushed out of their churches in a roundabout way. And I say, come on. We'll love you through it. Even though we don't agree with it. That's the way we're supposed to be. If, if, a, if a lost man walked up or a saved disciple walked up and, and Jesus was talking to other disciples, I don't think he'd look at him and go, hey, hey, I know what you did. Get out of here. I would not follow a God like that. Would you? No. But it says this. One of the things we must do is we must pick them up. Pick them up. If they fall, pick them up. Two, hold them up. When you pick them up, Walk with them and hold them. That's what these verses say. And the last thing is you need to build them up. So when somebody's falling or in the process of falling, be gentle, be kind, be what Christ is because it says his kindness, his tolerance, his loving heart, his mercy. That's what he wants you to live. Even though the person that hurt you is the one that you're going to have to do, you're going to have to help pick them up and at times of the process, you're going to go, goodness, i got to hold you up. And the last thing is what? Pick them up, hold them up, and then build them up. Do everything you can to build them up, to say you can get through this. Right? So that's my goal for you this week. As you say, man, what happened to my kindness? You just haven't spent enough time with the Lord. You don't have anybody pushing in your ear what God wants you to do about that. You've given up. You've put walls up. You've become intolerant with people. You've become unmerciful with people. You've become unloving. And you've become unkind. Look at me. Everybody look at me. That is not the heart of the God that saved you and me. That is not his heart. So let's be kind. Let's ask for our heart. Not to say what happened anymore. We know what happened. We let it be covered up by what we've been through, by our flesh. Well, I'm going to want you to watch this uh, announcement video, and then uh, we'll be dismissed, okay? Thanks for being here today.